All right, Blatlina, welcome back. We're so excited to hear your news. Hi. <laughs> it's so good to be back with you guys. Yeah. It's uh, been a minute. I know. Well, thanks for having us back on. I was trying to think about when it was we recorded with you because it feels like it was recent, but it also feels like it was five years ago because I don't understand how time works anymore. So. Oh. <laughs> Construct, yeah, yeah. It must be oh, August. Was it that say, long ago? Summer? Something, or maybe like even that. July. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah, I'll double check now. I, I shall. <laughs> I shall research. It's Nathan. This is so, so weird. off-putting. Listeners, it doesn't sound <laughs> to you, but we can't see Nathan. He's in his own little space, and it's super weird to hear him talk without a voice or without a face. <laughs> What I, what I need to do is I just need to watch when he's about to speak oh, and hold my hand up like a fake little hand puppet. <laughs> so if you hear us laughing for no reason at all on the podcast, it's because I am pretending to be the voice piece of Nathan. Sometimes I, I wonder I if that. it's better if we just um, record right when we start the meeting. Because all of that fun stuff is put in the first five minutes. I know, right? <laughs> it's all inside yeah. jokes, so that, you know, outside of that. But you guys have been working your butts off since yeah. since we last spoke to you. So what, what's 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 changed? Catch us up on on what's going on with your project. Okay, so since last time we have sort of uh, uh, ch- changed focus, I guess, and um, we've started to work on our project um, as part of the Fringe Theatre. Um, we've decided we wanted to go to uh, the Edinburgh Fringe this year. Um, so we've kind of been gearing up for that, really. And part of that included um, cutting down the show mm. uh, to an hour, um, which is really difficult because we love the entire show. But um, for the purposes of the Fringe, we had to cut it down, um, take out some songs, uh, take out some scenes that we really love. But to make it more concise and then hopefully from the Fringe, which is a great way to connect with people and producers and other theatre makers, um, hopefully people will go, ah, this is a really cool thing. And then they'll hopefully pick it up and uh, go from there, really. Yeah, I think we, we should actually probably rewind just a second, because last time your listeners heard what we were doing, we basically just started publishing yeah. some of our songs, yeah. our demo songs publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. I had, a, I had a look, and it was the sixteenth of August. We, I didn't think it was that far back, like that far behind. We had only posted four of our songs on online. Oh, That's how okay. far back this was. Um, so I mean, it's quite. It's been quite a jump to go from that to now getting to a stage where we're like, we think that we are about to be able to put this on stage. <laughs> that is a big so jump. That, it's huge. I mean, it started when it started before we were talking to you, actually. I, I'd been in contact for a little while with some lovely, um, lovely producers who were just willing to kind of give their time and listen and give feedback on the work. Um, and I'd been emailing them back and forth for the best part of about five months, I think. And then it got to around September where we'd finished the demo album. We'd published a lot of it. Uh, we'd also... Right put together some proof of concept videos, which I think we were talking about um, with you last time as well, so that people could see what the fights with music looked like and what the concept was. And so we sent all of that over to them. We said, look, here's our album. Here's our proof of concept videos. Here's our script. And they said, guys, this is really, really great. Can we meet in London and just have a proper face-to-face chat? 
And at that point, I was thinking, oh, here we go. Big time London producers, they want to fund it. <laughs> Hooray. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, initially I went into that. I went up to London and I went, oh, this is really exciting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to these producers, meet them for the first time, and they're going to pay for it to get made. And then all our dreams come true. Um, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't uh, a financial deal. They, they weren't looking to kind of put money into it. And so originally I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. Maybe that's not going to happen. But what I very quickly realized is that their expertise and their connections and the fact that they were willing to give their time to us to basically mentor us through the process of putting the show on was invaluable. It was worth more than any any money that they could have backed with, with the project because now we're learning how to get our show put on. So that was around September time. <laughs> And then I think October, me, Nathan and Vicky met them in person or we were on Zoom. Yeah, we were on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, remind me, Nathan or Vicky. I can't remember what, ha- what happened in that meeting. I was on tour, I think. <laughs> it was it was pretty random because you were on tour. You were, you were hanging out in literally sitting on a bed in some nameless room somewhere. I was in my normal position on my settee. And I think, Nathan, I think you were sitting on your bed as well. But it's one of those potentially. Yeah, I could it was just one of those yeah. random meetings. I could have been yeah, on tour random as well. meetings. Um, but it was it was absolutely brilliant. These two these two producers are incredible. Their, their wealth of knowledge is just beyond measure. Just incredible. Um, and the stuff we learned just in that meeting, I think it went on for quite some time. Actually, I think we were chatting away for a good couple of hours. But wow. just mind blowing. Just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible what they were imparting to us. Makes a big difference. So yeah, they they're really good guys. Mm. I was just going to say, I think originally we were looking to put the show on in a more in a more broad sense mm. somewhere. And they were the people really mm. pushing us to take the show to the Edinburgh Fringe because they were like, this thing's really got legs there. They, the sort of vibe that you're going with really fits with what the Fringe audience is all about. They like seeing really entertaining stuff that's off the wall and it's a bit mad and it's a bit scatty and your project's kind of perfect for that. So they started to kind of gear us towards the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, and I think as well, put us in the right direction of, you know, the fact that this is our first project as a company where, you know, relative unknowns, you've only got family and friends to kind of back us up. So the Fringe is an excellent opportunity to connect with people and get our name out there so then people will have more faith in us when they, or if they do want to back us further on down the line for tours or a stint in a theatre. And um, we think, and, their advice to take it to the fringe, I, I think is a really good idea. And um, that's why we're doing it. Yeah. So then we had the joyous process because I don't know how much you know about the Edinburgh Fringe, but it's quite common that projects there are no longer than an hour. And typically fringe shows don't have more than about three or four people because <laughs> that's what's affordable to run. Now you may remember fr- remember from the last time that we talked to you, our show is pretty big, <laughs> um, and we were looking at the absolute, you know, at the absolute minimum of around eighteen. <laughs> so, I think it was October, wasn't it, Nathan? Yeah. Where we started to cut oh. and cut and slash and hack at our precious baby of a project <laughs> until we cut it down to how many? How many people? Uh, ten. Okay. Ten. Wow. Ten people. That's which is still, still a lot yeah. for a fringe show, yeah. but it's manageable. 
Yeah. Well, well actually, well, actually, I, I, I tell a lie. I am mistaken. It's eight because the there's two band members mm. that are. Yeah. yeah. So to make it possible, what we're doing is we're doing a lot of mm. doubling. Mm-hmm. Um, we are playing characters, but we're also playing instruments because, again, as the producers were advising, we can do that sort of thing at the fringe, where you can jump on stage and be a character for a second, and then jump off stage and be in the band whilst other people are on stage. There's that kind of back and forth that's acceptable at the fringe you can have it rough around the edges like that well that's actually so interesting because the show i'm currently working on in denver um it's a five-person show and there is a three-piece band on stage but all of the actors play instruments while they're also the characters as well that might be harder with your you know storyline and whatever but it's it's actually a pretty common really cool device that that theaters use a lot so i think that makes a lot of sense for a fringe setting yeah, you guys have all this this cool stuff. I did a sock puppet musical um, <laughs> like two weeks that ago. It was only five minutes long, and <laughs> it was really based off of the Fleetwood Mac, um, you know, soundtrack compilation that belonged to another film. I don't know where I'm going oh, with this. Shit. I just wanted to be part of the conversation. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should send us any. Uh, did you did you get it? Recorded? I think honestly, like I actually did watch? do this because uh, I was really bored one night. And my girlfriend wasn't home, so no one could judge me. Uh, but I did like partially to <laughs> was it the um, the the midway through uh, the chain by Fleetwood Mac. I had two different socks on my hands. So I was doing laundry, so I just started messing around. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm just gonna bring the this back uh, to to you guys because I just wanted to to let you know. Creatives are all all dorky. We all rock. Um, mm-hmm. It's so cool seeing all of your updates for Bluffina on social media and seeing like the uh, the ad campaigns you guys are running. Just with the three of you talking, have you uh, as you're going on t- under this mentorship and you're finding ways of cutting down the, the roles and getting this down to an hour and really focusing on the project as a whole. What's really changed between the three of you, if anything? I mean, have you learned a little bit more? Have you found other ways of really communicating to make this the best possible project you can? Uh, what, what's really changed as far as dynamics go now that you have a, a mentorship behind you? Um, I, think in t- I, I think our roles have largely remained the same. Um, it's just situational stuff has kind of changed our, I don't know, not, not our input, but... Um, how much we've been able to do together. So we were we were able to do um, the crossover project with um, with uh, Valhalla Calling, yeah. which is a short film, um, also based with um, around here. Um, so we could do that together. And um, yeah, so a little yeah. bit more on that. Essentially, what we realized quite quickly, we started after the conversations where we we're like, okay, we might consider taking this to the fringe. The producers that were mentoring us very helpfully put together a rough budget. And that's when our kind of jaws mm-hmm. hit the floor. <laughs> we're like, oh, goodness yeah. me, that is a lot. But then they broke it down and they said, look, this big chunk is actually coming from your ticket sales, you'd hope, if, if you do well and you sell well. Um, this much is from here. And then this much is how much you actually need to crowdfund. So we got chatting to a bunch of friends of ours um, who had run successful campaigns before. Um, successful crowdfunding campaigns and had hit their goals in the first day. And we we asked them for basically all of their advice. And one group of those friends was um, a fellow Viking project. 
they had written a short film called Valhalla Calling, um, and they were basically doing the same sort of stuff as us, just not in musical form, but as a short film. Um, so we decided to kind of partner up with them, really. Didn't yeah, we? and I have to say that the, the dynamic did change at that point, I think, because um, myself, Marcus and Mark from Valhalla Calling did um, go out and start scouting areas for doing some filming um, in my local park, which backs, fortunately backs onto my house. I think the dynamic changed quite considerably then when I started running around the forest with a sword. And <laughs> I said, obviously. But no, it's, it was great fun. I mean, these guys were absolutely brilliant. And we had the most fun I think any of us have ever had running around a forest with swords. <laughs> Um, it was just, it was just absolutely brilliant fun. Yeah. So obviously I'm in charge yeah. um, and the dynamic has shifted that way, but that is as it should be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw you get up and sit on a, a, a throne made of swords. Yeah. What's, yeah, going so. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you should have seen it because it wasn't so much a throne made of swords. We lay out all of the gear on my piano. So you've got this lovely grand piano totally covered in swords and axes and shields it was a sight to behold I love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah so i think i think dynamics wise we, we've all kept kind of the same um same roles we've just added more roles on we've just had to put so many different heads on we've had to produ put producer heads on we've had to put you know theater maker heads on because we're trying to work out how big the, our stage needs to be when deciding what theater you want to go mm -hmm. into there's just so many other roles that you yeah. that you've never considered before um when trying to do it yourself essentially and yeah. um you know it, when, when you start writing a musical or start writing anything um, you don't consider, oh, yeah, how am I going to produce this? Oh, what theatre do I think would fit this? You just write the thing, and then you think, this is cool, and then, and then it you know, falls away at the wayside later. <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of the thing that we were hoping and expecting when they came on board, is that we wouldn't have to produce. I'm sure many other creatives would feel this way. Sometimes you just want to do the thing you love, <laughs> but in this case, even though we had their mentorship and their, their help, we we basically still had to do all of the legwork. So Nathan's right. We were basically just sticking on oh, more wow. hats. Uh, we were figuring out how to produce at the same time as still working on the creative bits and refining them and cutting down the script and doing all the creative things. We're now having to think about, okay, now we've got to fund it. We've got to find an audience. We've got to market this thing. We've got to you know, get really good at writing applications and all of the admin side of stuff, which has been taking up our time so much the last couple of months. When is Fringe? Edinburgh Fringe starts on August the 5th and it runs until the 29th. So is the goal like to start rehearsals in the early summer and actually, you know, and then get it there or like, and is, is that a process that you've even gotten to yet in terms of casting and things like that? We've got we've got really yeah. loose dates at the moment. If all goes well over the next couple of weeks, and we'll talk about that more in a second because that's also really exciting. Um, but if things continue to go as well as, as they've been going, um, then we're hoping to be casting, I think, end of March, beginning wow. of April. Um, we're going to get some of our graphics and our promo material all ready by the end of the April, um, end of April, early May. And then I think it's rehearsals start in June. And we'll have a couple of weeks in June, maybe a couple of weeks in July, and then take it up to the fringe for nice. August. 
Oh my God. You, so you've, you've slept very comfortably 12 to 15 hours a day, <laughs> you know, just completely rested, not stressed yes, at sleep. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this has been all guns blazing nonstop forever. Yeah. Since September. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'm growing a coffee bean farm in my stomach. <laughs> So where oh, where your your heads at right now as far as you know you're you're just in the process of getting all of this really finalized before you start casting what uh <laughs> if you have any time what's keeping you somewhat sane when you have maybe like an hour here or there to kind of breathe and relax a little bit have you adopted any sort of regimen to say eh, I'm going to go take a nap or I'm going to enjoy a, a decaf <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so at the moment, our heads are kind of scrambled because um, we've recently, um, well, as of yesterday, launched our Kickstarter uh, campaign Woo-hoo! for uh, taking our show to Edinburgh. <laughs> Woohoo! And uh, yeah, our first day went fantastically well, like better than I thought it would, it could have gone. Um, and In under we, twelve hours, yeah. we hit fifty percent. Oh, of congratulations! Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. why we're so wow. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we've still got a full okay. month to go and we're already over 50% um, funded, which is, is brilliant. You know, it's really exciting. It's nice to know that everyone has that faith mm. in our work and in our project. Mm. So, yeah. Oh my, well, that's something we can share with this episode as well. Trying to get totally. you past that 100% marker and yeah. seeing what else you can accrue so you can make that show the best you possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of headspace, yeah, it's it's been a difficult one because there's been so much going on uh, that, you know, we, we're doing all of these things day after day after day after day. And I'm I know that me in particular, I am the sort of person that will run until mm-hmm. I'm burnt out. Oof. I will just keep going and keep going and keep going. And it can be a struggle. I know that the others are probably going to be like nodding. Um, <laughs> it can be a struggle for me to not try and catch everyone else up in my drive if that makes sense like i i i struggle sometimes to not put my expectations of me onto other people that can happen by accident sometimes but one thing that i have been trying to do more often we thankfully we live me and nathan live near the sea um and every morning i've been going down and sitting and being still or trying to be still um for at least you know, 20 30 minutes wow. first thing in the morning and that's really helped settle awesome. my head because I'm normally just all over the place. But that's really worked yeah. for me. Well, I, I got myself a new kitten. <gasps> oh, oh, <laughs> a distraction. Not necessarily a relaxing <laughs> one, but a distraction. <laughs> D- different part of the brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's, he's totally insane, but absolutely adorable. And he oh. likes cuddles. As you say, it's, it's, a, it's a good distraction. Because you can sit and watch them for hours. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. Little fur baby. <laughs> so there you go. You've got the three ways that we're all coping. Nathan with it, just constant <laughs> coffee. Me with like prayer and meditation in the morning. And yes, perfect. <laughs> you're, you're on the, the, the Batman sleep schedule where you're just constantly <laughs> working on something. Maybe sleep while you're walking and then you're back to normal immediately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you guys are still doing like your day jobs and stuff too, or at least right. Like it's not like you can devote every day or all day every day to the to doing this. So that's 
even more headspace used. Damn, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, me and Nathan are fortunate enough that we do kind of acting relating stuff all the time. But the same as Vicky, all three of us are self-employed. So we've got to make the rent come in somehow. And it should come in from Blodlina right now. <laughs> We're hoping it will in the summer, but not right now. Are you uh, yeah, planning it, it, to team up with that same, you know, Viking film team to further promote Blodlina as you get closer to, to Edinburgh? Or mm-hmm. what, what's the what's the, the deal there? Yeah, so we've done a lot of collaboration over the last couple of months with a few different local groups and primarily Valhalla Calling. Um and they've been so wonderful. Like I can't express how supportive and how lovely they have been in just sharing the passion and wanting us to do well. It's been really, really lovely to have them come alongside and do some stuff. So we mentioned before, we went and we filmed some things um, in the forest by Vicky's house. We filmed a little funny um, cross-promotional Viking ad. I'm not yeah. sure if you saw it, <laughs> but basically where, yeah. So we, we pretended like we were fighting each other um over the same audience if that makes sense a little a little bit meta but we made a joke out of the fact that we both are doing similar things so we were fighting each other and we're like no don't don't, you know don't fight over it and then the producers you know playing the roles of producers myself and Ivana kind of come in and we separate (laughs) Vicky and Mark from fighting (laughs) each other and then we kind of go oh no it's okay you know if you want to see a musical go here if you want to see a short film go here um, and then Vicky and Mark promptly knock us all out. <laughs> it was a very fun way of promoting both of our projects. But aside from that, they have continued to support us and share our stuff. They were in- instrumental in telling us how to succeed in the crowdfunding mm. area and then helping us do that. Um, and I think they are pretty much the main reason why we've done so well in the first 12 24 hours um but then also uh, as a side thing they because they already have the stuff they have the costume they have the the weaponry um they've been talking to me recently about kind of loaning some stuff if we need it if we need the weaponry if we need the clothing which is great because as i said before it's expensive to go to the fringe so anywhere we can cut corners without cutting quality is brilliant and they've already just offered us basically their catalog of clothing and viking weaponry so um (laughs) what what little tidbits do you have for who you're thinking about directing performing designing all of those those elements that are going to go into getting a show on, on the fringe stage yeah so we've got a few ideas in terms of um uh directors and fight directors and stuff like that that all kind of comes down to the budget um so we are happy to direct and fight direct and do anything in terms of the rehearsal um ourselves but it would be lovely obviously to get a third eye on it and have a an external director come in and and do their thing um but that's more that's more of a stretch goal shall we say um and that would that's more of a luxury and that's kind of where um, one of the things we potentially might have to sacrifice. Um, in terms of set, we um, are using or, or planning to use um, some set designers and lighting designers from um, where we trained in drama school oh, at awesome. East 15. Um, 
and um because one of the guys who works there used to do um projection projection mapping mapping, that's thank you uh projection mapping for operas um and we were thinking um of using projection mapping as a way to light our space because it would be a lot to bring an entire viking boat to (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so we've got to find some other ways of creating the atmosphere of the show without bringing large amounts of set because what what we got to remember is as well it's not just our show that night there are there's a show either side and you've only got 10 minutes to get out so it's easier to take out a couple of flats that your projection map onto other than you know um a massive viking boat you got an entire backstage and all that kind of stuff um so that that's kind of one way we're planning on doing that as well yeah wow 10 minutes that's all they give you 10 minutes usually is the turnaround time because there's so much theater going on at the fringe. It's unreal. But yeah, so we're hoping to take some, some flats, some shaped Mm. flats. Basically I went and saw the Prince of Egypt in Mm. the West end. um, It's last day before it disappeared, which was very sad. Um, But they had done this really clever idea where they'd taken these shaped flats in various different um, ways. Some were hanging, some were static, some were moving um, and then they had some shaped boxes as well, so that if they were faced one way, they were a flat square edge. If they were faced another way, they were kind of a bumpy, mm-hmm. rocky edge. And then on top of those, they were projection mapping um, like deserts and temples and all sorts. And because of that layered effect, you really it didn't feel like it was just a projector on a flat screen. It really felt quite immersive. So we're going to try and recreate something to that on a slightly smaller scale, like I said, um, or rather, like Nathan said, the set designer has experience in doing that for opera. So we know yeah. we know his work and we know how good he is. Um, so we're really hoping to go for this kind of minimalist vibe in ter- terms of how we put it on. But in terms of how it feels, it's still being just as big as everything else that we've And I'm sure that on. could only win over your audience even more so, you know, that that sense of minimalism mm-hmm. and scope. Uh, for lack of a better comparison, the Mandalorian, you know, the way they're using LED projections through that. And then you using something similar in theater that just, I want to go see that. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's just, it sounds so cool. (laughs) I mean, that was totally going to be my next question. Um, if you need an actor and a stage manager and you guys just want to pay for our flights, we'll come over this. That's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. At the yeah. moment, depending on how things go, we, we might only be able to pay for travel. <laughs> no, we're hoping we're hoping it carries on oh, as well yeah. as it has been. And I'm sure it will with, with the passion that you guys have for this project. It it will be nothing short of just brilliant and and fantastic. Not to not to put any pressure on you at all, but uh, I, I do want to. We mm-hmm. talked about this when you first came on months ago. But is there any chance of there being an album? Uh, of your songs with your presentation were you thinking about doing that as well or maybe like a spotify playlist yeah so if if you're talking about um kind of like a recording of the show that's actually one of our lower tier backing on on the fantastic starter campaign so i think it's only from about around is it 25 i think it's 25 so that's about what (laughs) sure oh yeah that's I, I don't know which don't way know it goes, but it might be twenty dollars. I'm gonna assume um, one, more one expensive or, or higher number for US dollars because our dollar is shit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that running. I think it's yeah, closer to 
thirty dollars or so. Yeah, it's around yeah. thirty dollars. So, so for thirty dollars, basically, there's a whole bunch of other things that we've included, but at that tier, you get a recording of the awesome. show. So whether you can come and see us in person or not, you'll still be able to get to see the show, which we think is really important. So for all of the States audience, because, you know, we love you guys. We want all of you and, and your audience as well to be able to enjoy what we finally get to put together. And um, so we're going to record awesome. it for everyone as well. So cool. <laughs> yeah. But for those people who are in attendance, the, the final little nugget of really exciting information when when you go to the fringe there's a few steps that you need to do um and it doesn't really matter how much money you have because if if you're throwing money at the fringe and no one wants you you still can't get in so like the main thing (laughs) (laughs) the main thing in edinburgh fringe is actually getting a venue to program you and we were so fortunate that we've had one venue come back already and say that they want us. But not only that, they are a 300-seater venue and they have just had £2 million worth of renovation. So this is like state-of-the-art theatre space just off the Royal Mile, which is right in the centre of Edinburgh, right next door, like two, three doors down from one of the main theatres that everyone knows called The Pleasance. And we've got their basically... The, the biggest space that they offer in the prime time that we wanted right in the middle of the afternoon. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's perfect. Everything's full. Yes. Perfect. All right, yeah. everybody go. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. So now we need to raise all the money to be able to afford sure. the theater hire, which is kind of why we were stressed initially, but now we're like, yep, we got this. It's all good. Um, but yeah, once we've locked that in with them, um, then 100% one way or another, we're going to the fringe That's this awesome. year. Oh my! That's Do you so hear that, great. UK listeners? <laughs> Do <Yeah>. your part. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> Come on! Wow. <laughs> I and I know that this is down the line as well. But do you have any sort of preconceived um, selections for casting? I know you're. It sounds like you're doing, you know, casting calls, auditions. But do you have anybody? that you're kind of looking at saying, oh, this is probably perfect for them or, you know, just waiting to see how they do on stage. Do you have anybody uh, in mind? Um, no, not really, no. I mean, okay. I think we are, we're going to do a search. I think it's a nice opportunity to get, obviously it's a very niche thing that we're doing in that we need people who can sing and fight and, and move and all of that. So it's going to be a really good opportunity to find new people. I think, I mean, it would be lovely if we could use some of the people that obviously have been helping us as well. Uh, I'm not saying that's not mm-hmm. going to happen ever, yeah. but I just think it's a really good opportunity to get some new people who can do stage combat, who can sing, who can move well, um, who project. Um, and it is a niche thing. It's it's just going to be exciting mm-hmm. to get these people and give them a chance as well to do something this new. Yeah. And people with those skill sets as well probably will have never used them at the same time like you'll there'll there'll be lots of people who could do stage combat and there'll be lots of people who can sing there'll be lots of people who can do both but they've probably never done it at the same time (laughs) on stage which is the madness of our show (laughs) this is this is the thing we're we're gonna be casting and auditioning the best of the best like because and, and it's not to be snobby about it we just need this project to succeed 
And I think the only way that we can do that is by entrusting it into the hands of people who really know what they're doing, who can really perform and perform their hearts out because this show is big and we've had to cut it down, but it still needs to kind of live up to the bigness of the show. So we're going to go hunting soon for the best people that we can find. And hopefully we'll find them in friends and people who have worked with the, you know, worked with us before, but we don't know. Um, We're just going to cast the net wide as it were and see what gems we can find. Oh, wow. That's, that's all you can do. Right. You know, keep an open mind and and Mm -hmm. see what falls. Uh, I'm just, I'm really excited for your show guys. And I, I know we won't be able to make it to the festival this year, but I know with everything you've Says done, who, with Tyler. where it's going, you don't know. Maybe I, we'll get. <laughs> I it, it could be, it could be possible. I don't know. Hey, oh, hey guys, I uh, I'm in the UK shooting a movie. Uh, I'm just gonna come <laughs> See, over here and, exactly. and, and check out the show. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if if we can't, how about this? If we can't make the festival this year and come check you out, we will definitely come see it because I know this show is going to be one that is oh gosh, yeah. just as expansive and intriguing and and, and entertaining that audiences will clamor to go check it out. All it takes is word of mouth and some social media output. And people are going to say, what the hell is this? I need to go check it out. You know, just I'm excited thinking about what that show is going to do for you guys. And I can't wait. Totally. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited for you guys too. Um, Is there anything else that you want to make sure we share with the listeners, you know, um, do you want to, I would say maybe say where your, your funding campaign is registered and, and obviously we'll put the link in too, but if people are listening and driving, they'll know what to search for. Sure. Nathan, do you want to give all the deets? Okay. So, um, if you are driving, don't do it right now. Wait until you're stopped and parked and stuff. Um, so, uh, our Kickstarter it's on Kickstarter. Um, and it is, uh, on Kickstarter, they go. I'm not the best person for this job. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, we're, we're on Kickstarter. Um, you can find it through all of our social medias as well. We've pretty much put it as the link in the bio for everything on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Believe it or not, we're trying our <laughs> we're trying our hand at TikTok. I, I, I don't think it's going you very well. You might have to be the right generation. We're doing oh. one So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, basically any social media if you search for blood leaner or you search for blood leaner the viking fight musical a viking fight musical some combination of those words i'm sure you will find us because there's not much else out there that's very similar so if you search for one of those things um i'm sure you'll find or, or come across yeah we and can always send you the link yes, and you can drop yeah. it in and, if, and if you're looking for us on uh facebook on Instagram, uh, you will find us at Blodlina Musical. So that is B-L-O-D-L-I-N-A Musical. And then on Twitter, it's just Blodlina. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I think lastly as well, just just to kind of sprinkle the the what they might expect when they go to the, the campaign, we have on there a very cinematic looking trailer. We have some really amazing concept art that we had commissioned and it just looks fantastic. We have the details of the story. If you kind of want to get a feel for what this Viking musical is about, we've got some tasters of the music on there. We have a list that is, I think, you know, two pages long of rewards. We spent about a month putting together the best rewards we could think of for everyone who backed. Um, so there's a huge list of things, everything from um, your name in the, in the program to 
a meet and greet session to getting the show to getting um signed paraphernalia to getting merchandise uh, a stage combat workshop in viking you know fighting styles you know there's a ho- whole range of stuff for everyone on there um and it's all pretty affordable awesome. as well well you guys we're so glad that you reached back out to us to let us know how things are going um we can't wait to hear from you again in another six months to hear how it went <laughs> or the you know uh, uh and the whole journey um yeah thank you it's thank you very much <laughs> for a second i forgot he was in the booth again oh my god uh... <laughs> no yet yeah, uh my, my this thought. is uh i think this is the year for performance art as you know people are are obtaining more of their vaccinations and, and booster shots i only think this is going to help what you guys are doing and i'm once again, super excited to see everything that happens. I will be buying an album uh, just because the, the the samples you've shown us and the ones you've posted on Instagram, I I fucking love them. It's just it's so cool. So, uh, yeah, keep us posted on, you know, what else you guys are, are doing for it so we can promote it on our channel. And as we continue to build this channel, we're going to go further into live streams and video streams. So when we have you guys back, hopefully, you know, it's. <laughs> on your stage yeah he'll be in the booth the somewhere up on the catwalk uh, just <laughs> so we can feel like he's, he's above everybody uh <laughs> but yeah you know, we are just really delighted to have you guys back i'm also glad you reached out and i hope we can continue this amazing digital friendship that we can only hope to meet again in the future and uh absolutely check out your show uh also, if you ever need an actor who's never done theater to come on <laughs> and perform on stage and you want more of a Garth from I Wayne's World find. vibe, that's what you'll get from me. I think you'll find you have previous experience in yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Don't think I won't. <laughs> Again, thank All you right, so I much, feel guys. Like, well, there goes our laundry I feel musical. like you guys need to give us like a scream saying goodbye to, to go along oh, with the vibe yeah. of the show. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> I remember this. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm, I'm what, what is it you need us to say again? Just buy whatever goodbye, you want or... to say to I'll say do goodbye the... to our, our okay. listeners. I'll do the countdown for you and then when I point, do your do your goodbye. <clears throat> you ready? And yeah. goodbye. <laughs>